Are we on? Hello, hello. Hey, Bucketheads, you out there? Bert, James, you guys here? We're here. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, let's do this. Hey, it, it's a impromptu Tuesday Tuesday podcast. We're recording this on Monday night. Instead of this being our normal Saturday morning shoot-around podcast, we got ourselves a little Tuesday throwdown, right? That's right. FU College Football National Championship. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, Bird, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's cooking today on uh, the DraftKings site? Yeah, so we've got our first kind of big slate of the year. Uh, they have a $5 entry. That is a $20,000 price pool. And so $5,000 to first on a $5 entry. Uh, so we saw a few of these last year, and it's, you know, uh, NFL starting to wind down. College football ends tonight. And so we've got some good things there. Uh, they also announced the Bracket Mania. Uh, promotions. And so there's going to be a 64 seat bracket mania that's going to start uh, in March. And so I think the first qualifier of the year is on that as well. I think there's a $250 qualifier to get into the mania seat. That's outside of my pay grade. <laughs> I still I still play pretty much for entertainment. Hey, I've got a bold prediction for us today. I think this this pod, this one that everyone's listening to on Tuesday while they should be working, just kidding. You should be listening to this pod and then working. Um, but I think this is going to be our best pod yet. It's a, it's a hunch. It's a hunch. What do you guys think? I like it. Sure. I'm, I'm in for that. Hey, um, before we get into the slates, and obviously we have plenty of opinions on what we're going to get into tonight, but I wanted to pick your guys' brain. And Bert, I'll actually go back to you. Is there any strategy at all that you want to use when you have these bigger tournaments? And if you're like me and you're, you're not a, someone who – does multi-entry, mass entry uh, in, into something to get maximum exposure and variations of lineups. Is there any any type of uh, advice you would give the person who's maybe just trying to get a little bit of action, get one or two lineups in out there? Um, yeah, I think it depends on on kind of what you're looking for. Um, I don't think, you know, I think some people think, oh, to win a tournament, I need to be like this, have this radical approach and have a bunch of, you know, 1% owned guys and I really don't think that's the case, especially in college basketball. I think you can uh, kind of try to find a good core, um, six players or so that you think are, are pretty steady that have some upside, and then maybe try to find those one or two plays that, that you feel like have a good matchup that maybe would be under the radar, and, and and just try to win you a tournament. I know, Joe, you've had success with uh, with single entries in NFL and had some big paydays, and I so have. you don't necessarily have to have uh, you know 150 lineups to, to make a lot of money. For anyone who says, I'm just going to enter in one of these $5 entries, there's nothing. I mean, really, it's just the same The same premise applies. Get your core together, figure out who you're looking at, and follow along and see what happens. Yeah, I think so. And then if you're going to multi-enter, um, you know, typically you're going to create a core of, uh, you know, five or six players that you're going to play in, in basically every lineup and then do a lot of kind of two-versus-two type of switches where you'll play these two guys in this lineup and – play these other two guys in that lineup and, you know, try to hope that your core, your core smashes. And then, and then those two verse twos uh, hit in the right spots. Right. And when you, uh, and this was an NFL as well, but when you won your hundred K, did you have multiple lineups going that day or was it a single entry, a dart that hit? Um, I had maybe five or six lineups then. And, and I guess the, the one thing, and, and we've, we've kind of held this back. We haven't really talked about this before, but you know, Joe, you've won $5,000 in the NFL through DFS and, uh, I won a $3 entry that won $100,000 um, on DFS. And we haven't really talked about that before. Didn't want to skew things, but we've had a lot of success. We've been really lucky. 
Uh, the thing that really helped me there was there was a late scratch and I pivoted to another player. And one thing that you should keep in mind when you're setting your lineups is in those utility positions, you really should try to put players that are going to play the latest and your highest price players in those utility positions in case there's a late scratch, say Obi Toppin doesn't play tomorrow. Being able to have those utility players uh, gives you more flexibility when you're making some changes. And that's what happened to me. I was able to change to, to Thomas Rawls at running back, uh, upgrade to a wide receiver, and uh, ended up taking down $100,000. That's awesome. I, and that was a fun day. <laughs> hey, James, uh, real quick, going over to you. Is there, I know college basketball, one of the hardest things there is to do is find injury information news for late scratches. So outside of gratuitously plugging ourselves, is there any (laughs) go-to sources that you go for? Is there a strategy you do? Is it like Google player name? What do you do when you're looking for some lineup news? Yeah, a lot of times, um, you know, Google's really behind Twitter. I think Twitter is probably your most timely information when it comes to that stuff. Uh, especially because you get reporters that are at the game, at the shoot around. They can see, you know, who's dressed, who's in a walking boot, you know, what's going on there. So I, I would search Twitter for that player's name and then go to the latest tweets. And a lot of times, you you know, you can find out information close to the game that way. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, there's our value add section of the podcast. I told you this was going to be a good one right there. We got some good information right out of the gate. Now let's go ahead and flip into our game previews. Um, What we typically do is we take all the games on the slate and we bucket them into three different categories. One category that we're going to shy away from, one category that has our interests peaked, and then finally a last category that we really want to get a piece of. When we went through the nine games, Bird, this is a first for us. Most of the games fell into this don't go overboard, let's shy away from group. Yeah, 55% of our games are part of the don't go overboard uh, section, which is kind of a downer. So all these games have an over-under of 125 or below, uh, which is pretty crazy. Uh, But we'll go through the list here. Uh, The first one is Texas Tech at Kansas State. Texas Tech is a three-point road favorite with an over-under of 121. Maryland at Wisconsin is the second game. Wisconsin is a one-point home favorite with an over-under of 123. Louisville at Pittsburgh. Louisville is a four-point road favorite, over-under of 124. Uh, TCU at West Virginia. West Virginia is a nine-point favorite, over-under of 125. And San Diego State at Fresno State. Uh, Undefeated San Diego State is a nine-point favorite with an over-under of 125. And Joe, I'll kick it back to you, but I know we talked before we got on. You still have some interest in that Texas Tech-Kansas State game. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yes, and I, and let me. <laughs> that's the weirdest thing to say out loud, isn't it? You have interest in a Texas Tech Kansas State game, <laughs> but yes, yes, I do. And uh, part of the reason is after doing a little bit of a deeper dive into the numbers, Kansas State really is playing at the ninth fastest tempo of the 18 teams on the slate. Now, I'm not in any by, by any means saying Kansas State plays at a fast tempo. There's just some slow teams on the slate. Um, both these teams are very good defenses, but. This is two teams that are in the 200s in tempo, no one in the 300s or 350s. So this game could be a little higher than the 121. I like the over. Um, it's a tight line at one at uh, minus three. So um, from a betting perspective, I like the over here. I'm not going to go crazy from a DFS standpoint, but it's something that did catch my eye. A lot of these games are kind of scary. We're just going to have to sift through it a little bit and, and try to find the right value plays and uh, load up on some of those games that we want to dive in on. For sure. And and it's it's important to note on when you're talking about these games, 
just because it's uh, going to be a 118 or a 120 total score doesn't mean there's not DK value here. James, you're the Big Ten guy. You look what Hap did for Wisconsin last year. How many times did those games go over 130? Not too often, but he still got you 45, 50 a night until the end of the year. Yeah, and we'll definitely touch on some of those types of players. You know, Jordan Wara, guys like him. You know, there's a guy I'm going to talk about a little bit later for Wisconsin. Uh, but certainly those teams have guys that you definitely want to target that are the big dogs on the slate. So, you know, it's unfortunate. E- even the location of some of these games, you know, like the Maryland-Wisconsin game, I would rather see in Maryland uh, sure. than at Wisconsin. Yeah. This is what we have, so we have to we have to make do, right? Right. And and what we're trying to say or what I'm trying to convey, convey though, is one play isn't going to be too terrible. We don't want two or three guys from the same team for sure out of these games. Wouldn't that be safe to say, Bird? Yeah, let's not let's not go out and stack Texas Tech, Kansas State. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's going to be OK to have a, a, a little piece of it. But play the over, though. <laughs> play the over. All right. After the don't go overboard section there with those lower point totals, it comes up a little bit, but not too much in our tread water section. And Bird, just one game here. Yeah, just one game. Duke at Clemson. Uh, Duke is a pretty heavy favorite, 12 point favorite with an over under of 132. Uh, Clemson's coming off their first win against North Carolina uh, in in forever um, since the beginning of time. So yep. uh, we'll see. It should be a interesting game and at least a little bit better over under there with a 132 yeah it's kind of a it's an interesting game i think duke's gonna i mean they should roll but you know they're playing at clemson you know clemson's uh you know they're they're a little bit hot right now they're they're starting to gel a little bit so you know anything can happen there's definitely guys you want to take for duke but uh as bird had kind of mentioned a second ago duke probably don't want to go too deep on their bench sure Um, probably two three four guys maybe that you target definitely be careful there Hey, James, do you have any interest in Sims? You know, he's gone. He had 45 against Miami at home, uh, just c- coming off 53 um, at UNC in, in overtime. But any interest at Sims at 7,700? Yeah, I mean, I think you could play him in a GPP matchup. It wouldn't be a GPP tournament, rather. It wouldn't be a bad bad matchup. You never know what's going to happen, right? His exposure will be down for sure. I, I don't think it'll be that highly owned. Yeah, probably not very highly owned, I wouldn't imagine. And you never know. You know, things happen with foul trouble. And he could end up with a favorable matchup that way, you know, end up exploiting it. So I, I wouldn't play him in a cash tournament. It's not a sure thing, but he's a guy, especially on a slate like this, that you could uh, you could pop into a GPP lineup and see what happens. Then finally, guys, let's go ahead and get to um, the category we deem the best category or the most DFS friendly. This is our games we want to dive into, the dive in section. And Bird, why don't you go through the three remaining games that are there? Yeah, the first one is Kansas at Oklahoma. Kansas is a seven-point favorite with an over/under of 139, and it looks like Devon Dotson is supposed to play, which is good news. Uh, VCU at Dayton. Dayton is a 10-point favorite with an over/under of 140. Uh, Obi Toppin is questionable; uh, he's got a, an ankle injury, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. And then DePaul at Villanova. Nova is an eight-point favorite with an over/under of 140 as well. And unfortunately, that's the only Big East game on the slate. That's kind of our probably most enjoyable from a DFS perspective. Uh, Joe, any thoughts on that Nova game? Uh, it's going to be a good one to watch. And man, how the the tables have turned on DePaul. They were the darling in the non-conference and just can't get a win in Big East play. And having seen them live, I, I like the team a ton. Um, not not super deep, um, but now they go to Nova and it just, it's it's not, they're not in a good spot right now. And I, I don't see, I don't see them coming through that one either. So. Where's that team going to find wins at? 
I, I don't know. I, I don't know. They need to take care of business at home and they haven't been doing that yet. So it's yeah. going to be, it's going to be tough and they could be on the outside looking in come tourney time. Um, and I, I have heard bird that, uh, Toppen is leading a little more to probable. Um, but we are going to be monitoring that all, all, all day, all day today as well. Yeah. He's reacting well to treatments. And, and so that's a good thing. James, any thoughts on KU Oklahoma or the VCU Dayton game? Well, I suppose if, uh, Mike Sell is probably he's probably a must play if Toppin doesn't go right or is hobbled. Yeah, for sure. I agree. For sure. And VCU isn't the VCU that we've come to know over the last couple of years. I mean, they haven't been uh, they're they're twelve and four, but it's not the same pressure defense that that we've known over the last couple of years. They're a lot more exploitable, and uh, they really don't have too many signature wins this year outside of a beating of LSU in like the third game of the year. Yeah, and they 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 play a pretty deep bench. Uh, which limits a little bit of their upside yeah, as well. So sure. that's kind of unfortunate. For sure. So that puts a bow kind of on our games, uh, on the nine that we're looking at for the slate. Not the sexiest group of games, but we've got a really good-looking tournament, so we're going to now get into some of the plays that we like and talk you through uh, some guys who could potentially be these core guys that we referenced earlier. Sound good? Yeah, let's do it. All right. This section is called our CVGV, CVGB, where we got to think of a new name for that, guys. It's, it's becoming a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> our uh, cash value GPP and bus plays. We're going to give you uh, individual players for each. All three of us are going to give you individual players for each. Before we do that, we internally compete in this regard. James, last last time uh, we did this, you, you took the lead. Um, I, I was putrid last weekend. Uh, Bird and James, you guys were good enough, but James, you you have now taken the lead uh, in this internal competition with uh, 22 hits. You're hitting about 61%. Bird, you and I are at 21 hits. We're hitting about 58%. We mentioned last week that we didn't do that great. We finished 5 out of 12, but there's a huge but here. We didn't include them as our official picks, but we gave you guys Naj Marshall, who went for 40 DK. James and Bird talked about Landers. Nolly at length, who went for 40 DK. And from a gambling side, we gave you guys Indiana, Notre Dame, both uh, who stayed within their lines at home. And then uh, I also mentioned that Baylor uh, and Kansas, I liked Baylor in that one as well. So there was some positives out of our last pod, even though the official standings didn't reflect it. Overall, we're at 59% on the year. Um, so we're hitting three out of every five. And uh, anything I'm missing there on a recap of the standings go, before we get into this week's picks? No, we got some good picks tonight. Again, even though it's a medically slate, I think we still got some good plays. I think we're going to be able to really compete and, and finish towards the top of the leaderboards. All right. Well, let's go ahead and start with our cash plays, as we always do. Uh, cash play is someone who we think is a safe bet to get 4X. Why don't we go ahead and start off with you, James? Who do you have as your cash play? Who's going to get 4X tonight? Um, this was a, this was sort of a tough one for me. I bounced in between a couple of guys, but I finally settled on Micah Potter for Wisconsin and, um, Bucketheads probably know him already. And he's a trans transferred in from Ohio state, just started playing this semester. And so he hasn't, he's only played a few games here. Uh, the last couple games, he's gone 32 DK and 44.75 DK at Penn state. Uh, and their win there is looked really impressive. And I saw him play against Illinois and uh, he had an incredible first half. So you, you've seen where, you know, Reavers is still the guy on this team. Reavers' price has plummeted. This guy's price has skyrocketed. It's gone up $1,600 um, between the last game and this game. And uh, so there's a little bit of risk there. Um, but Reavers has had some some trouble fouling. At this point, he got 28 minutes the last game. 
Uh, he looks the part. He's playing well. They trust him. They're playing better. Uh, so I, I think even still at the 5700 price, he's still a pretty solid play. And I, I feel like Cash, you know, maybe won't have that 45 DK game, but uh, I think he'll be a solid Cash. I think mm-hmm. as long as he gets the minutes, he, he feels really safe. If he plays 25, 30 minutes, he's going to clearly hit value. Yeah. Yeah, that's really uh, that's really the trick there. So that, that's where the risk comes in for sure. Yeah, and and Maryland has been very, 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 very poor on the road. So they have been. Yeah. All right. Now, Bird, let's flip over to you and your cash play. Who you think is going to be a safe forex? You and I are actually from the same game and actually the same position group here. But I think we're both on point with what we're thinking. So why don't you go ahead and announce yours? Yeah, I've got Jermaine Samuel. Oh, wait, I actually did something <laughs> different. For the first time in, in three Same podcasts. Team, I do think Jermaine Samuels is a good play, though. Um, oh, he is. I will say that. But my cash play is Colin Gillespie from, from Nova. Uh, he's at 7,200. This is one of the highest. It is the highest over-under on the slate. It's a home game, and it's also a pace-up game with DePaul playing at a top 70 tempo. And Gillespie's really been that stabilizing force on offense. Uh, DePaul's like 255th in giving up assists. And plus, they turn the ball over a lot, so there's a little bit of steal upside as well. Uh, Gillespie's coming off 39 and 28 DK points. He's averaging 28 DK for the season, so he feels like a really safe option. And he does have some upside as well. He's at over 30 DK in, in five games this season. I have no issues with that. I agree with that. I'm And like I said, I'm in the same game. I'm taking uh, Justin Moore. He's at 5,200. Um, he needs 20.8 to hit that 4X figure. This is a guy playing 30 minutes. And really, since conference conference play has started, he's got a 25% shots here so far for Villanova. So he's being aggressive, and uh, he's getting the minutes. He he hasn't been shooting that well. Um, he's only 3-19 from deep um, in his last three games. But the fact that this is coming back home and uh, he can get back into his gym where he's comfortable with the minutes and the amount that he's shooting the ball, I think that he's a pretty safe bet to go for that 4X number, especially against a suspect to Paul D. So with that, we'll put a bow on our cash plays. Why don't we turn around and flip to our value plays next. Now, these are the guys we find around $4,500 or less, someone who can uh, you can save some money on so you can go up and get a bigger price player. But these are guys we still think are going to perform and uh, still going to hit that value, that that four times the price. And, uh Bird, let's go back to you. You got yourself a, a guard, correct? I do. I've, I've got a guard, uh, Jordan Campbell, and he's at Fresno State, and he's $4,200. And this may be a name that uh, most people aren't familiar with right now. Um, he just got cleared by the NCAA and just played his first game uh, earlier this week. Uh, he's an Oregon State transfer, and he didn't do much at Oregon State, but in high school he averaged 29 points, six boards, seven assists, and had four steals. Uh, Noah Blackwell is still hurt. And he came out firing in game one. He had 14 shot attempts. So he's clearly not afraid. He played like 29 minutes, $4,200 for a price. I think it's a really great value. Fresno State takes a ton of threes. He's going to take a ton of threes. And so I think you got to give this guy a shot at 4,200. Yeah. And and someone's going to score in that game. And I I, I like that play as well. You got to like the people who are going to follow. I saw the 36% usage in his only game and I was like, good Lord, (laughs) he's definitely not shy. That's for sure. He's a man after my own heart. Hopefully he doesn't play any defense either. And he can just be basically my clone. Shoot threes, play no defense. I I, I love the guy. (laughs) I like it. Um, I kind of went on the same uh, mantra 
as far as getting a guy with steady minutes and upside, but my guy is not much of a scorer at all. I got Montavious Murphy from Kansas State. Um, Montavious Murphy's a freshman. He was ranked just outside the top 100 um, on rivals. Um, he'd missed some time earlier in the year with an injury um, after starting the first three or four games of the season. Missed the time, worked his way back. Now he's back in the starting lineup. Um, I think he's had pretty consistent minutes in the high 20s the last three games. He only needs 15.2 to hit value because he's $3,800. And when you're talking about this Kansas State game against Texas Tech, you're going to need to be defensive-oriented, you're going to need to rebound, and you're going to need to be efficient And when you do have your opportunities. And these are all things, traits that he's shown. Um, I just think he's got a, a, a pretty easy path to the 15. So I went with uh, Montavious Murphy, plus he's got an awesome name. So uh, those are the two things I was looking at. And then uh, let's let's wrap up our value plays. Uh, James, who do you have in this 4,500 or less range? Uh, I took a look at a, a guy, and I might be mispronouncing this, but uh, if he's Irish, it would be pronounced Fajin. It's KJ Fajin uh, from San Diego State. He has started to come on lately. His last game, he had 35 minutes, 30 DK on 16 shots and uh so he's been playing quite a bit more minutes lately three of the last four games he's played at least 32 minutes scoring hasn't always been there he's got a 34 dk game earlier this year he's kind of been hovering around those mid-teens kind of sniffing 4x so i'm hoping with the matchup which uh, is against obviously fresno state we just talked about not a very good team defending the three uh so there should be some upside there a little maybe a little bit of rebounding upside as well so I'm hoping he's starting to put it together and, uh, you know, what we're seeing is a trend. Yeah, I think Fagan can make a make a difference there. And that Fresno State defense is horrible. Yeah, and really it comes back to those minutes. You know, it's it's the opportunity to score regardless of how they're scoring. If they're on the floor for those minutes, that's where that upside comes. All right, let's switch over to our GPP plays. Um, these are people that we're predicting to go above and beyond. Um, 5X is where we hit our bar. If you hit 5X with this prediction instead of just the normal four, we'll give us a point in our, our competition amongst ourselves. So the three people that we have slated to go for 5X today, let's start with uh, let's start with you, James. I went with a pretty obvious pick, but I went with uh, Trey Jones from Duke. There's not a ton of guys here that you know, really jump off the page. Uh, but this is a guy that uh, has put it together more often than not. Uh, he had 45 DK at Georgia Tech two games ago, 45 DK at home against Wake Forest. Um, so again, matchups favorable. Clemson not really great at defending the three, so he can get some shots off there. They also give up a lot of assists as well. So uh, I, th- I think he, if he just plays this game, uh, I think he can get to get to 5X pretty easily. Yeah, four Virginia. steals and a block in his last two games. So there's 10 extra DK points right there just by playing defense, yeah. Uh, yeah, which sure. certainly helps that upside. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think guys like him on the road, you know, you don't have to worry about quite as much uh, for that reason. They're stat stuffers. They can, you know, go out and get points. All they all they need is minutes, right? <laughs> so yep. they don't have to go out and hit a bunch of threes or anything like that. So I, I feel pretty comfortable with him. And then, Bird, you're in the same game, right? I am. I've got uh, Cassius Stanley from from Duke as well, 5,700. And Clemson just got torched by Brandon Robinson, who dropped uh, 27 points, four rebounds, four assists, had four steals. And to me, uh, Stanley kind of profiles as a similar player to Brandon Robinson from North Carolina. That's 6'5", 6'6", wing that can attack it. Uh, Robinson's probably more of a volume shooter from three. Uh, but Stanley's shooting 43% from behind the arc this year. 
and Clemson does not defend the three very well. Stanley's averaging 16 real points over the last three games, and he's really came back into form after his injury in December. And, you know, you got a five-star talent that's shown 30-plus DK upside, and I can get him for 5,700. Seems yeah. like a pretty good pretty good play to me. Yep, sign me up. I'm yeah. all I'm all for that one. Hey, that kid's uh, that's scary that he's shooting that well because he's an athlete. Yeah, right. I mean they he was really you know touted as a slasher. He broke Zion Williamson's vertical record. Right. Um, but yeah, shooting 43. I, I kind of had to do a double take when I saw that stat. And then finally in our GP plays, we got my guy, and I got Oscar Swibe from West Virginia. I was thinking about this today. There's really four of these guys. There's four big, strong freshman bigs. You got Big O at USC. You got Kofi Coburn at Illinois. Isaiah Stewart at Washington. And Suibe is the fourth one. Suibe is the only one who's not $9,000 on a given night. Um, He's 7,300 here. And we've seen him have 45, 50 DK efforts. Um, He does have to share the paint with Culver. He's not necessarily the man, but I, I really think uh, this could be a game where he can against a, a TCU team that still hasn't has a lot to prove. I, I think uh, Swebe could really have a big day down low. TCU did actually play Rakovic and Big O in a game against USC, and uh, both of those guys kind of had success with two bigs against the Horn Frogs. So I think the two bigs of West Virginia could also create some problems, and that's why I went with. Shwebe, and I'm kind of hoping for a big one. He's had like 17 rebounds in two of his last three games as a freshman. I mean, that's that's insane. Yeah. I mean, then you just need a couple of points, a couple of baskets to drop in and to play your normal defense. So at 7,300, uh, he needs 36.5 for 5X, but that's that's a number he can I'm, – I'm not predicting this, but he could get in a half of if he was so motivated or inclined. Yeah, and I like playing freshman at home. Uh, I think that that helps with their stability a little bit. Um, you know, he's going to be familiar. He's going to be with his probably super hot girlfriend. And, uh, you know, <laughs> life life is probably really good. Yeah, probably not too bad. All right, let's flip over to our bus plays. This is our last group. We're going to give you uh, three names. These are people that we're going to avoid. Um, we're not saying that we don't like the player. Um, we're just saying we're, we're off them today. And I'm going to start, and I'm going to just throw Obi Toppin out there. I love Obi Toppin. He does have the ankle. He's trending towards playing, um, but Dayton's a 10-point favorite. VCU really extends the possessions on offense, so you know it's going to slow the game down. I'm just not sure how uh, crazy Obi Toppin can get, especially if Dayton takes control of that game, how much he's going to play. So for 8,600, I'm just going to stay away from him altogether and move on to someone else. Yeah, his game's built on athleticism, and if you've got a bum ankle, mm-hmm. um, certainly some risk with there. And, and like you said, Joe, they're they're a pretty good favorite. Uh, if they get up in that game, what what's the incentive from their coach to to play him 30, 35 minutes Zero. When, when he's there? Right. Um, James, let's go back to you. Who are you avoiding today? I went with Desmond Bain uh, from TCU at 8,400. Uh, they're on the road at West Virginia, as we talked about earlier, and that it's a really good defense, <laughs> and uh, that's a it's a pretty high price, I think, and a lot to ask for him. Uh, that defense, uh, they're number two in the nation in adjusted efficiency, number one in effective field goal percentage. So it, it's going to be difficult for him to get up, you know, good shots. You know, he can do some other things. Uh, he can he can get some rebounds, which are obviously could be a little hard to come by as well. But I think you know, a volume shooter in that kind of environment, that type of matchup, I, I don't feel good about him. 
Yeah, no, I, I considered um, staying away from him as well. I ended up flipping back to Obi because of the ankle, but Bain is someone I, I want to say his current form has kind of been erratic. And Bird, you follow the Big 12 more than any of us. He's a hell of a player, but this just doesn't feel like the spot. Yeah, as a Kansas fan, I know how hard it is to play at West Virginia. Um, it's a super tough environment. Thing is, so the only risk here is TCU has two players that can put the ball in the basket, and it's it's Bain and uh, Kevin Samuel getting offensive right. rebounds and, and, and putting them back in. So he's probably going to have 30 35% usage, which is a little bit scary. But like James said, that defense is, is truly an elite defense. Uh, effective field goal percentage is, is incredible and super tough environment. And so, yeah, Desmond Bain, great player, uh, just a really tough spot. Yeah. And then finally, we got one more bus play to give the Bucketheads. Bird, that's your bus play. Who do you got for us? I have Nate Grimes from Fresno State, and so they're going. They're playing undefeated San Diego State. Uh, the over/under is pretty low, 125. San Diego State's a top 20 defense in the nation. Uh, Grimes has missed a couple games recently. Uh, came back last game and only played 17 minutes, and it was pretty ineffective in those 17 minutes. And even before he got hurt, he hasn't hit 30 DK points. Um, so this is another example, and we talked about this last podcast of a guy that kind of came out of the gates hot, um, and he's really kind of cooled down lately. Um, I think that team wants to run the offense down low through Orlando Robinson now, the big freshman who's played yeah. really well lately. And so I kind of think Grimes is, is kind of fading into the background a little bit, and I just don't see him hitting 32 DK points that he needs to hit value. Yeah, I, I, I wanted him as well. So I'm, I'm, on the, I'm thinking the same thing as you guys. So uh, hopefully we're all, we're all correct on bus. Now, I do need to say this, Bird, you are perfect 9 for 9 on bus predictions. So if Grimes is under 4X – you're going to go 10 for 10. You're the last uh, last perfect we have in any category. Yeah, Ty Dillinger. The perfect 10. Hey, I do like, I would, I would like to mention, though, so Fresno State, I know that game's a horrible game environment. Um, they all Jared are. He- Jared, Jared Heider's back. Uh, he's 5,100, and he's been 5X, 7X in two of his last three games. And then also Anthony Holland is 4,200, and he's played 35-plus minutes in back-to-back games, scoring 29 and 20 DK points. So there's a couple more value plays um, that you could at least consider. Again, the game environment is not great. San Diego State is an awesome defense. But at 5,100 and 4,200, those are some guys to at least take a look at and, and, and see what you think. Well, and they're, they're guys that are relatively unknown. So Fresno State and San Diego State aren't going to pop up on a lot of slates. Um, San Diego State will keep popping up more and more if they stay undefeated. Um, but, you know, these are that's what we want to do. We want to give you guys a couple of names that you may not may not have known where, you know, the Desmond Baines and the Jordan Wars of the world. Um, you know, those those are guys names, you know, when you've played In a slate like this, it might not be a bad idea to be a little more contrarian. How many guys are going to go five X? Who knows? Right. I mean, it's right. All, a lot of these games are, are tough. And um, so there, there may not be a lot of really good plays, period. <laughs> yeah, so, it, it's setting up for a tournament where 250 may may win it, may win it outright, yeah. and that would be that'd be 5x uh, as right. a as a as a total group. Mm-hmm. I could see it even coming in a little bit lower than that with the way these uh, over unders are set up. Right, there isn't a lot of points. I mean, again, 140 is your highest over under out of out of everything. So normally on a regular Tuesday or a regular Wednesday or Thursday, there's going to be one in there that cracks the 150 mark or a couple 145s. This is just one of those days where the quicker teams are playing the slower teams or the plotting teams are playing the plotting teams. And and I'll 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 take that um, as long as we get the tournament that we're getting, you know, the 5K to first. I want a bucket head to win five thousand um, dollars. 
um, on this great advice that we've given them. It's going to be hard to crack that code this time. There's there's no stack up this game, stack up this team staring yeah. at you. Yeah, and, and when in doubt, uh, again, with a, a lot of these low over-unders, probably a good time to, to focus on those players that can do a bit of everything. So maybe not mm-hmm. the guy who's scoring dependent, but a guy like James talked about with Trey Jones, who has those yep. ancillary stats that can really help that regardless of the game environment, they can produce. For sure. All right, guys. Well, that puts a bow on our cash value GPP and bus plays. Um, we will try to figure out a better name for this than CVGB. That'll be uh, for another pod on another day. Typically, the person who is last in our standings has to take us home. It's going to be me this time because I'm tied for last now, and Bird, you took us home last time. But before we get to that grand finale, I do want to call out a special review you got. Bird, do you have that in front of you? <laughs> I, I don't. Let me pull it up. This was this was amazing. So major, major kudos here. We love uh, we, we love our reviews. We love uh we want you to go to the to the pod. Uh we want you to rate us, give us five stars. If you want to give us a bad review, don't. You know, maybe 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 don't do that. Um but if you have a good one, um the bar has now been set really high and I'll just I'll let Bird take it from here. Oh my gosh. Glorious. So P Morgan three on Sunday uh left us a review and it said life changing. Five star review. Life changing was the title said, there are several moments in a person's life that are truly life-changing. These moments have the ability to make you realize how amazing and miraculous our existence is. For me, there have been three of these moments. The first was my wedding day. The second moment was the birth of my daughter. And the third moment was when my friend Kyle exposed me to at CBB underscore DFS. If you also wish to change your life for the better, download and subscribe to the CBB DFS podcast for the best <laughs> fantasy NCAA content. Uh, P. Morgan 3. You are amazing. Kyle, yep. you're the friend that referred it. Kyle, yeah. You are also Kyle. amazing. Maybe Kyle's carrot eater. Kyle might be carrot eater. I, I don't know, but uh, you guys are awesome. And, and again, we really do appreciate these reviews. Um, it helps uh, it helps give us a little bit more exposure. And it's super, this super fun read as well. So, yeah, like Joe said, Bucketheads, you've got your work cut out for you here in a review. And let's see what you guys can give us. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, We wish everyone the best on this uh, Tuesday throwdown. We want a buckethead to win all the money. Don't forget, everything is on Twitter at CBB underscore DFS. Stories are posted on the website uh, on a traditional weekday, www.cbb-dfs.com. We will have a written version of this podcast or summary out for the people who can't quite get to the listen. Um, Did I miss anything, guys? I think we got it. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled write-ups on Wednesday. Yeah, you know it. Yeah, take one down today, Bucketheads. Go win that 5000